0: and welcome to cause pods i'm your host matthew Passy. here at cause pods we have one simple mission to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes and make the world a better place whether it's in their own local community or they're taking on global issues please visit us at causepods.org where you can learn about our guest show their favorite charitable cause join our facebook group with resources for cause-based podcasters And find a link where you yourself could be a guest here on Cause Pods. Again, that's all at causepods.org. All right, everyone. We are taking you to Indiana. We are powering through. Sam and I have been trying really hard to get this conversation going. We are determined to make it happen. We are chatting with Sam Mitchell. He is the host of the Autism Rocks and Rolls podcast, executive director of the Autism Rocks and Rolls Corporation. It's a 501c3 that... Promise you will learn a little bit more about. He's a TED Talk speaker, motivational speaker, and he even coordinates events. Sam, welcome to Cause Pods.
1: Yeah, man, it's been a pain in the butt, but hey, I'm great. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we can maybe get to do this finally.
0: Amen to that, sir. So, uh, you know, in one of our previous recordings, you were telling me that you were diagnosed as high functioning Aspergers, and you know, you were a little young, but you've you've powered through. So. Let's, let's skip all that and let's take you to the present day. What was it? What was the impetus that had you thinking, I should start a podcast related to autism?
1: Okay. I know you say you, we gotta, you can't talk about the past. We got to go in there a little bit, but I won't get into it big time. So the basis of the past was I was very excluded. I felt very lonely. And I felt like I didn't have anyone but one person other than family and a person. But during my sophomore year, I decided, you know what, I'm tired of this crap. I'm tired of being excluded. I'm tired of just being ignored. And that was when sophomore year, I found podcasting through a media club I was introduced to in freshman year, and I helped out with my peers with Thundercast. I wasn't running by myself. I had help, but I had Thundercast on my side. Well, realized that I can't be a senior high school writer, and eventually I had to leave media club. I want to expand and continue my media skills and that was why I decided to create autism rocks and rolls.
0: So what was the idea for the show initially? Like what was it you were hoping to do with the show and is that still what is happening on episodes today?
1: The the mission of the podcast itself man is to honestly take the negative stigma off of autism. And any but mental health as well like anxiety, depression, Tourette syndrome, OCD and many others, but that's the main mission. It's just to get rid of that negative stigma that no one with a disability can do anything. Try again, because look at me. I'm writing a podcast. I know people who are blind, but can kayak the Grand Canyon. I know someone who's a musician who is deaf, but can sing. It's just trying to show that we can be successful no matter what society throws at us.
0: So when you were first working on this podcast, right, you you've left the media group and you're, you know, you're taking this venture on your own. What were some of the early challenges that you faced and were any of them related to your diagnosis or was it just sort of run of the mill problems that all podcasters face?
1: That's a good question. I would say there was a little bit of both. You know, setting it up was one of them, definitely. Kind of just get rid of the ropes because when I was in media called, I was like, oh, broadcast, woohoo. But when I had to go to Autism Rocks and Rolls, I was like, uh, okay, what do I need to do? What do I buy? Because I obviously probably can't buy what the school is buying. ain't going to go steal it. I so, didn't plan on plan to, at least. But I just need to know what to get, how to set it up, was the main problem with podcasting. You know, as far as challenges itself, it was just coming out there. Because some of these stories I told and some of the stories I shared with, I never told my family. I decided I was going to tell them on that podcast. And I didn't know, honestly, if it was going to be a big hit. I just thought, oh, it's a podcast on autism. woo there's tons of it out there. <laughs> Move on. But I'll admit it, I was wrong on my thoughts. And being my own mortal enemy, kind of, I think that's what it was due to. And I thought, honestly, it was going to be a few hits in there. And people were just like, oh, cool, 10 downloads. Nope. I got some that are four. I have some that over a hundred downloads and I even have sponsors who are even backing up the mission with ad space.
0: That's awesome. Super, super incredible. So you've been doing this for looking at it. You know, at the time that we're talking, you've got a little over 200 episodes that have been published.
1: We can talk about that too. So it's actually, well, maybe hold on thought. It's actually 70 something because it's kind of a main purpose because in my Mar- in Thundercats, we did like two oh two, which was season two, episode two. Gotcha. Okay. That.
0: Okay. So, so, but still, I mean, we're talking about still. still a
1: lot. I'm not trying to like to, like downgrade myself. I'm just saying I just want to clear that up. But last time I checked, it was over seventy four.
0: So I, I want to go back a little bit. So you said these are stories that you hadn't even told your parents, your family, and you said you were going to put them on the podcast. What was it like for them and for some other people that knew you to hear these stories for the first time through this medium in particular?
1: Well, that's a good question. you That's a question for them, to be honest with you. And you have to ask every question. So I'm not going to speak for them but i'm gonna speak for as an entire population just based on my observations so through what i've seen i think they've been a little more compassionate and maybe we're still working on the empathy there because i'm not i don't want pittiness i don't want oh I, i'm so sorry you had to go through it i've been mad enough about it already if that makes any sense and i could be angry at the role right now i could be like he excluded me that bleep 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 bleep, bleep. But
0: Where's going to get me? I love the attitude there that you have enough, you know, you've been angry enough about it. Now it's time to move on from there and that you're not looking for sympathy. You're not looking for people to make you a charity case. You're just simply looking for people to better understand you and just treat you with the same amount of respect that they would treat you in any other way.
1: I appreciate the passion. I always will. I mean, we're raising, we're playing events to make the people accepting and aware of it. The I don't need, Can we do? Oh my god! Uh uh uh! I don't need that. I'm I apologizing got to go through that. I mean, must have been hard to. But hey, I'm glad you per, per, went through it. And oh, I'm not glad you went through it. I'm glad you got through it. That's what I appreciate. To be honest, there
0: you've developed an audience, you've probably connected with people, you have folks who are now on your team that are helping you out. So I'm just curious, like, you know, what has it been like to turn this little independent passion project into something bigger than yourself?
1: Very surprising. As I said earlier, I never expected to get this big, nor bigger than me, I'll be honest with you. So the one word is just unexpected, but very happy. Because I used to complain to my parents, I need a life, I need a life, I need a life, because all I was doing basically was playing video games. And I tried to do some stuff at play. I mean, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. I participated in media club. I participated in Joshua Club, but it wasn't really a life. I didn't get any fulfillment. I didn't get any, like, like, joy out of it. I mean, I enjoyed the Taekwondo, but that was more of a hobby for me. That wasn't like, Oh my gosh, i want to go do a Taekwondo school. It wasn't that. But as I but it was more like I finally have something that fulfills me. You know, I fulfill, I try to fulfill people my whole entire life with some but little success. So when I found podcasting, this was more for me and it fulfilled my personal success.
0: And have you grown your network? Have you grown your community? Do you Actively engage with new folks that you have met as a result of doing the podcast?
1: Yes, because as I always attend networking events, and I'm always open to working with people with certain restrictions, obviously. I mean, you can't work with everybody you meet, but I try to do networking events in order to not only promote myself, but just to do some work, some great work with them. I mean, case in point, I threw a guest I had, I'm going to go speak at their school and Florida next year, 2023. Or case in point, I met someone through Clubhouse, actually, and through that, we're going to be a guest on each other's podcast, where I'm going to talk about autism on his, he's going to come on mine talk about his nonprofit, about how he's helping the teen and preteen world with basketball, but showing them certain life skills, such as leadership and respect. So I'm hoping to work with anyone, even though it may not, fit into category of work
0: so let's you you mentioned friend there their 501 501c3 so you turn this podcast into its own corporation into its own 501c3 what was that process like what was the challenges and, and maybe what was the motivation to say you know i can do more with this than just have a podcast
1: Right. And we, and we had to talk about that with our family. We had a, like, a big family meeting to say, hey, we, do you want to go through this? And I chose to do it for two reasons. One is because I want to grow and I wanted to get promotion for myself. So it was more of a personal feeling. But number two, I saw this as something bigger. I saw this as this could really help someone. I could actually help somebody out here. And I've always wanted to make a difference in some way in life, but I didn't have the opportunities to until now.
0: So what is the kind of work that you're doing through the nonprofit specifically?
1: I got to help out with events. So I've helped out with for kids, which is like where people with disabilities go fishing. I've got to help out with that. I get to actually live my dream actually with some cool opportunities. For example, I actually got to commentate. At a local wrestling show. I'm going back on August 7th. So that's kind of cool. But we also do event planning. So I'm get into that. On September 24th. I'm hosting a week on Autism Farm Day. Where one of our sponsors is giving us the barn. And we can do whatever we want with it. And we're, I think what we're doing. Is we're taking a walk for autism. And then I think we're also. Help, hosting Helping out with. Their special needs night. Which is where tons of. People with abilities can go to the farm and not deal with the stresses that you might take for granted. But we also host an annual gala every April where we try to do a theme with autism and just have a nice dinner with a speaker or maybe multiple, hopefully. Last year's theme was actually success and how do we get there? Basically, in my eyes, it's showing that owning a limo and getting out of it equals each other out.
0: That's pretty cool. So, have you thought about doing live podcasting as an event for the nonprofit?
1: I have, there's one problem with that, and this is just me being autistic. (laughs) So I'm a very odd. I'm very person in order. Like if, like if you're doing all audio and then it's one video, it's like every everything in my brain's basically screwed up. So it's like yeah, I wanna, but I know it will just like a complete. And I don't
0: want to go through that. That's fair. It it is If that makes any sense. No, it makes a ton of sense. And I I highly respect anybody who can can identify their weaknesses or identify their limits and, you know, work within those constraints as opposed to someone who says, I'll try and do everything and then have to get frustrated or whatnot, and then that turns into a different kind of energy that you, you might not want to give off.
1: Yeah, but but I will admit I do bend sometimes. So at, at first, I'll be honest with you, I have a YouTube channel. and It's mainly just for my podcast, but I didn't want to do video for the next for the next season. But I did bend, and I decided to do video. So there are some like video interviews on my YouTube channel with some of the that I had.
0: All right, very cool. Glad to see that you're expanding, and glad to see that you are in fact growing. So you've got this podcast. You've been speaking. You're putting on events. You've got your own 501c3. What is you know what is the dream for you? What is the future of this venture? If you have like a you know a solid goal in mind, the future for me
1: is. I always joke around and I say, "Ask me in five years and we'll talk again." But I'm hoping to expand this more and bring more to this podcast and just make it more of Make it more than I am, as you said earlier, because it could help out so many folks out there in the world. But my, for as far as me, I'm in college right now. I plan to attend Vincennes University in Vincennes, Indiana. For me, your entrepreneurship, and I'm taking Ivy Tech classes right now for business administration.
0: Continue to add to your skill set and continue to grow and see what else you could do with this venture.
1: Yeah. I mean, why not, man? Why Why stop something you're good at?
0: And that you are passionate about. I, I love that attitude. So as someone who, you know, has launched their own podcast, has created their own nonprofit who seems to be, you know, doing something and really working towards their cause, what would be your advice to someone else out there who is thinking about, you know, championing their cause and thinking about maybe using a podcast to do so?
1: Well, I would say if you're passionate about it, go for it. And my idea is this: if it's something similar or kind of like a ripoff, maybe to the next person, try to find a way to make it your own. Case in point: look at Buffalo Wings and Rings. I like Buffalo Wings and Rings. I'm not saying that's bad, but you could tell it's a complete ripoff of Buffalo Wild Wings. But Buffalo Wings and Rings are still successful. They're both equal. They both equal each other out in my eyes.
0: There's good advice in there, which is you know. Don't necessarily copy someone exactly, but there are models that work. You just have to twist it a little bit to make it your own and to make it you know, something that works for you. I think that's a great analogy. I think this is a great attitude that you have there. And I think this is a great concept that everybody should be checking out. So once again, it is the Autism Rocks and Rolls podcast. You can learn more about it at autismrocksandrolls.com. Again, it is also a 501c3, and uh, they've got some links there where you can donate and support the work that Sam here is doing. Sam, it has been a real pleasure. I'm glad we persevered and we got this done. Thank you for joining us here on Cause Pods.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you again for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cause Pods. If you've been inspired by the work of our guest, please check out the show notes to this episode in your podcasting app or at causepods.org. There you will find links to their show, their website, their podcast links on Apple, Google, Spotify, as well as a link to support the charity that they highlighted here in this episode. You will also find at causepods.org a way to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcasting app, how to sign up to be a guest on this show, and a link to our Facebook group, which is gonna have special resources just for the folks who are podcasting for a good cause. And I can tell you right now, we've got one great deal from our friends at Podpage, but you're only gonna learn about it and get that special deal if you are a member of the Facebook group for Cause Pods. And before I go, I should say thank you in particular. The show is edited and produced by Ben Killoy of the Military Veteran Dads podcast and what a great job he has done. And all this is made possible because of the great support that I receive from Shannon Rojas here at thepodcastconsultant.com. Once again, if you want to learn more, go to Causepods.org. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time on Cause Pods.